Welcome to Equipus Church Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. <laughs> All right. So I just helped you out. I just introduced you to everyone here. It's awesome. Very cool. Father, we thank you again for your love and your grace over our lives. And Lord, as we've uh, started into this commission series, you, the great commission, Lord, I thank you that we get to partner with you. Lord, we are co-laborers in Christ. And Lord, tonight, just in these few moments as we share and as we talk, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would empower uh, every single person. May, Lord, every, every weight that holds us down be ripped off us, stripped off us. Lord, every uh, insecurity, every fear be ripped off and stripped off. Lord, tonight, as we walk into this place, may we walk out differently, Lord, knowing who you are as our Lord and Savior and the power that lives in us, Lord. And so thank you, Jesus, tonight for all that you're doing. We are, um, and amen, because you got to make it, I can't pray without making it official by saying amen at the end. All right. Um, welcome to church tonight. If this is your first time here, um, it's great to have you here and, and make sure you grab that chocolate, hand that stuff back and go and get a cookie. Alice would love to meet you as well. And, um, but if, if this is our 5 p.m. 5 p.m. sometimes is a, a little bit more relaxed, but a whole lot um, more energy. Is that okay? Yeah. And so I felt like there was a little bit of tiredness in the room because I was tired. I was tired. And so I thought, oh, I've, got to, I've got to shift gear in my own self. And so um, don't worry, over the next um, 25 minutes, we're, we're going to go somewhere. And I really believe that God's going to move. Is that cool? Yeah. Awesome. Hey, we started this series called the, um, the, the Co-Mission. The, where's that little airplane? Oh, Pastor Will, there we go. Um, Co-Missioned. Aren't you glad we fly on different airplanes now? I don't know, but cool, cool graphic. I'm not sure. We've been commissioned by God in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 onwards. Or Matthew 8, no, it's Matthew 28, 18. There we go. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is about we've been commissioned to go. And I shared a couple of weeks ago because we had Pastor Jordan, then rewind from that. We had Pastor Jesper, and rewind for that. We started the series. Yeah. Nothing like starting a series and have two guest ministries just to break up the series already. But I just want to remind you, we've been commissioned and, and what I was sharing about in that first uh, message was in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 7. It says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Holy Spirit, or the same Spirit, is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but, in the same, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gifts... A gift is given to each of us so we can help, help each other. So we've been, and, and that whole concept about how God puts something on us or He commissions us was all about the weight and the honor and the authority. And we talked about how God charges us. Can you remember? Remember how you go to a wedding and there's always those too many toasts? But everyone says, can we charge our glasses? And you have to pour in your grape juice and then charge your glass. And then when there's a toast, you, you toast the bride and the groom because out of honor. But you charge, there's that whole concept of charging. And God's charged us. He's charged us. He's commissioned us to go into our world. 
But there's, I, I, like, I like the whole Matthew 18. And um, it's awesome. It says to go and make disciples. That's, 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 that's good. But what is a disciple? If, if we've been charged, if we've been given honor and we've been given weight to go and do something, to go and make, and this, there's this title here called Disciple. Uh, I don't know about you, have you ever been charged with going and make morning tea for someone? And, and you're like, okay, morning tea, what is it? Hey, have you ever been given the opportunity to go and make dinner for someone? I had a friend years ago who the, her, her, her job was, her parents rang her up and said, hey, can you please put the roast chicken in the oven? She's like, I can do that. And so they gave her the authority to do it and they got home and they looked in the oven and there was like this little white stuff melted in the dish around the chicken. And they're like, what is that? And then the chicken has, was still in the plastic wrapping when she put the chicken in the oven. So, so sometimes we've got to know a little bit about what we've been charged to do. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, so anyway, the great thing about it is she learned from her mistakes and never got asked to, no, she, next time she, she took off the outside. But God's charge is God, God says to go and make disciples. I want to, and, and Desiree talked about it really, really well this morning. If you missed the message, get it on Spotify. But I just want to expand, I, I continue to grow in this, um, in this thought around what is a disciple? Because as Desiree was talking this morning, she's like, oh, we've, got to, we've got to demystify this. We think, because naturally I think, when I think of what is a disciple, I think, well, it's the very person closest to Jesus and is like Jesus. It's like, well, that's, that's something I can never achieve. And that's, that's, like, that's, that's well out there. I don't think that's an easy thing. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I feel like a disciple is like, this is such a big word. I mean, I can't even spell it on the computer. It always comes up with a red line. I have to click on it a hundred times, but it's just it's a challenging word. But I, so, so like whenever you don't know anything, what do you do? You read your Bible. And then you Google it. <laughs> you Google where the scriptures are in the Bible that talk about this thing. I've got you back. I've got you back. <laughs> well, I went to Wikipedia. It's always, yeah, it's always it's semi-reliable. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it, was, it came up with a, a, good, um, a good definition here. In Christianity, a disciple primarily refers to a dedicated follower of Jesus. This term is found in the New Testament only in the Gospels and, and in Acts. In the ancient world, a disciple is a follower or an adherent of a teacher. Discipleship is not the same as being a student in the modern sense. A disciple in the ancient biblical world actively imitates both the life and the teaching of the master. It was, a it was a deliberate apprenticeship which made the, the, the fully formed disciple a living copy of the master. That's a good definition. It's a helpful definition. Because have you ever heard in the, in, the, in the Bible, rabbi, or the words teacher, 
That's what Jesus was. He was a teacher and a disciple was someone he was uh, like doing an apprenticeship with or a discipleship with to help them understand and learn how to become more and more like him. I like, I like the fact that we can take courage about how Jesus did a three and a half year apprenticeship with his disciples. I'm a, um, I'm a big fan of apprenticeships. It's the way that I did my, uh, my earlier career, which was building, and it was good because I came out of my building apprenticeship with zero student loan, because I actually got paid to learn. It was great. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> um, but an apprenticeship is a, is a great thing. But, but the concept here of a disciple is to become a, a, a to be, imitate both the life and the teaching of the master, to imitate Jesus. What would Jesus do? We've all had those bracelets once in our life. Oh, maybe you've worn, worn them around your ankle, I don't know. Um, but, but we've all worn them around our wrists. But it's not, a, a, discipleship is, a discipleship is not the same as being a student. Now we're always teachable. Let's, let's not forget that. We should always be teachable, but there's, there's a point where we have to go, no, uh, I've got to accept the, 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 what Jesus has been teaching me in our lives. And so there's another thought that I wrote down here is, you know, to go make disciples of all nations. I rewrote it just to say, go make passionate followers of Jesus. They will live their lives imitating the love and the grace of the Lord and teach and show others to go and do the same. I think that's a good definition of what is a disciple because sometimes, as I said before, for me, I think it becomes a big word. It becomes a, a challenge. It's like, man, that's, that's almost like trying to be Jesus. A disciple is not to be Jesus. A, discipleship is to, a disciple is to imitate both the life and the teaching of the master. Now, as I shared earlier, I I did do a building apprenticeship, and um, for those who've been around in the church for a little while now, you've, you would have heard some of my testimony about my building apprenticeship. My building apprenticeship was, um, well, I loved building, but I didn't love learning the way that I learned. My, my boss was quite a strong boss and quite a, a hard boss to work for. I, I always had to be on time, and uh, well, that's not a bad thing, right? But uh, man, I knew about it if I was late. I always had to work hard. There's no such thing as walking around the building site. You had to walk, skip, run, or jump. There was no like walking. I went, oh, I just go over here, measure this. No, it's run, run over there and get it, or go to the van. Can you run to the van and get this tool out of it, or something like that? It was always a hard. It was always working hard. Um, he always, my boss was always, don't waste materials. Cut, measure twice, cut once. And like, especially when it came, comes to some things. Uh, oh no, we won't go there. But there, there was a time where I may have destroyed around $2,500 of materials and unintentionally because I did something wrong. Um, he taught me how to value and materials, but also... Um, and some guys who helped me out build the house a couple of years back now, um, they'll know this was, don't waste the skip space. 
You know, how you get a skip and it's just there and, oh, it's easy, just throw stuff in and then a little stick goes this way and another stick goes that way and suddenly you've created a tent and then you're building stuff on top of it and you've got this whole, whole area under there that could be filled up. No, my boss taught me how to stack a skip. I like, we had to put in brick by brick. We had to put rubbish in like that because, I mean, we paid 400 bucks for a skip, whether it was full or empty. So we, we stacked that thing up tight, and it was, there was times where I'd fill up the skip. He made me go and pull all the rubbish out again and restack it into the skip. My boss was a hard boss. Um, if I did something wrong, he would definitely, without fail, take joy and pleasure of ripping me out. He'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 you idiot. I did say to someone earlier, I'm going to find it hard not to swear in this message <laughs> around this illustration. He'd give, you, he'd give me such a hard time. He, he would mock me. He, he, would, he, would, he would just like laugh at me for being a Christian, all this sort of stuff. And every single day without fail, I would turn up and I'd learn my apprenticeship. And then... Then the, the, then the thing is, I finished my apprenticeship and, and I started working for a, a, another boss. And, and my boss one day came up to me and he, he gave me a set of plans. And he said, here's the address, here's the plans, and here's an apprentice. Go and build this house. I was like, yes. I've, uh, someone's put authority. Someone's put weight behind me. Someone's charged me was going to do something. Someone's commissioned me to go and do something. And so, man, we got there and we were getting the site set up and got my apprentice there. I was like, hey, can you go and get this out of the van, please? Run! (laughs) Flipping idiot. And so he'd run, he'd come back and all that, and we'd do the building. and, and And I would treat him exactly, exactly the same way my boss treated me as being an apprentice. And I remember one time we, we were in a rugby club and obviously you live in the same community. One guy came up to me and he knew that my apprentice, he's like, why are you such a dick to your apprentice? I thought I could go there. That's about the, that's about the level we can get to. Um, and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he, he came and talked to me. He's like, he hates working with you. I was like, oh. Oh, why? Oh, he just needs to harden up. He needs to just suck it up. Oh, that's how I learned. Come on, everyone. That's, that's the building apprenticeship, isn't it? And I, I realized really, really quickly, really quickly that I'd put on and I'd imitated and I was following an example that I didn't really want to follow. And, you know, in, in life, what happens, though, is, is those things can stick with us. How you've been brought up, how you've how you've learned something, how what your what your parents have been like, all learn and they put stuff in us. But is is that is that what would Jesus do if we have been called to be commissioned and to make disciples of Jesus? Then how are we imitating the life of our Master Jesus? And I, I want to encourage you tonight. Don't don't be like me. Don't be like me and how I 
imitated my boss. And um, I've learned a whole lot through that, and I'm still learning a whole lot through it, and I'm not perfect by any means. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm working at it even in my family, figuring stuff out. But when we want, when I want to encourage you to be a disciple and a follower of Jesus. Is that okay? Awesome. There's, I just got four points tonight about what a disciple or a follower of Jesus is. Are you okay with this? Right. Four points. We're out. Getting hungry. Number one, the first thing a disciple is, is they're not perfect, but they're clean. A disciple is not perfect, but they're clean. I'll explain that in, in a minute. The second one is they will make mistakes, but will learn from them. Third one is they will reproduce themselves again and again and again. And the fourth one is they will seek the Lord and his examples. So if we get through them all, you can just fill in the blanks. Um, uh, the first one is they are not perfect, but they are clean. See, Jesus, a follower of Jesus, uh, it doesn't have to be perfect, but you do, you do have to be clean. And what I mean by that is let's read out of Psalm 32, verses 1 through 5 out of the New Living Translation. It says this, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those who record, whose record records the Lord has cleaned of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wastes away. And I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer. Finally, I confessed all my sin to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. See, Jesus can use broken vessels. Jesus can use empty vessels. Jesus can use half-filled vessels. Jesus can fill, fill cracked vessels, but he can't use unclean vessels. The very first thing to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, you have to. You cannot be a follower of Jesus if you, can, if you don't confess your sin to Jesus. You, you, and it's a, it's a great thing. is what he died for on the, cro on the cross. It's the very acknowledgement. The Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our unrighteousness, our past, our present, and our future sin. Amen? Isn't that a good thing? We need to praise God for that right now. Come on, give God some praise. And that's... And our, and our salvation is how we become cleansed. Yeah. And that's why he can, he can use broken vessels because we're all got a level of brokenness. He can use empty vessels because who knows that sometimes we get tired and we get worn out. And we're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to face Monday after a four nights of red frogging, 298,000 pancakes, whatever it was that they made, not they ate. Maybe we're tired, worn out. Jesus put scriptures out of Matthew 11. If you're tired, but worn out, come to him. So you, there's, it's okay to be broken. It's okay to be empty. It's okay to be half full. It's okay to have cracks because we all have them. But you cannot be unclean. 
And the only way to be clean is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior when His blood was shed for you and for me on the cross. And it's by faith we acknowledge that. And by the end of the service tonight, there's going to be an opportunity to declare Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But the first thing is to be a follower of Jesus, we have to accept that He died and He rose again to take the penalty of our sin tonight. And that's a great thing. So amen. See, if we're going to show people and we're going to show people how to imitate and love, I reckon it's a real good thing to go to just, just try. Just try this. Whenever we take, it on, take a team on a missions trip to India, I said, you've got to be able to tell your testimony in three minutes. What has Jesus done in your life? You've got to be able to tell it in three minutes because by the time it's translated, it's six or seven minutes. And, uh, and, but that's, I want to encourage you, get your testimony. Write it out. Share it. Get it down short. Have your long version as well because it's good. But get it, get it so we can, you know, God wants to use you. Jesus, want, Jesus wants to use you. Um, number two. So the first one, they're not perfect, but they are clean. Second one is they will make mistakes, but they will learn from them. You know, as a, as a, as a follower of Jesus, there's many times I've made mistakes, still make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes tomorrow and the next day. But are we going to learn from them? Are we going to learn from them? I love everything, everything in three and a half years that we need to live life with, Jesus has taught us. It's in the Gospels. It's in the Bible. Somewhere you'll be able to find an answer to anything, any situation. Let's, let's look at a couple of situations tonight out of Luke chapter 9. Says the, the disciples here, who like the passionate disciples, disciples here, an argument started. Anyone ever, have you ever had an argument with anyone? Anyone not had an argument? Come on, put your hand, someone put their hand up. I want to start an argument with you. <laughs> an argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. Here's a concept, here's an idea, here's a mistake. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had them stand beside him. Then he said to them, whoever welcomes the little child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me, for it is the one who is the least among you, all, you all who is the greatest. The disciples made a mistake. They were trying to like pick in order. Who's the best? Who's the like? And Jesus is like, This is how it is in the kingdom. The, whoever welcomes a little child welcomes me. And they had to think about it. They had to work through it. They had to change their idea. They had to change their way of thinking. Another, another example, just a few more verses down, it says, As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set up out for Jerusalem. And he sent a message on ahead. Who went into the... Who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him, but the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. This is because Samaritans in Jerusalem they didn't get on. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, "Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven and destroy them?" That's a great way of delivering, isn't it? 
It's like it was olden day road rage. It was it was something. It was like, hold on, something's gone wrong. Hold on, they haven't accepted Jesus. Let's call down fire. Let's destroy these guys. Let's burn them. And like, Jesus, hold on. Jesus turned around and rebuked them. See, a, a disciple, a follower of Jesus is going to make mistakes. But Jesus allows us to make those mistakes. But as long as we go to him for the answers, as we go to look to him for what he's doing, everything. There's so many examples in the Bible. You take even out of John 11 and the, the great story of, of Lazarus here. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the, in the resurrection at the last day. She's thinking in, in eternity. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection of the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and he calls out, Lazarus, come out of the tomb. A moment in our lives where we think something is impossible, that Jesus is there, but we think that it's not going to come through. There's moments in our lives where we feel like we're emotionally depleted, the situation has no hope, but Jesus comes through in it, and he says this is to give glory to God. Jesus allows us to learn and to make mistakes and to go on the journey with Him, and He teaches us through everything. As a follower, a disciple of Jesus, we've got to allow people to make mistakes, allow people to stuff up, allow people, if they're not on time, don't rip them out. If they're doing a task or they're doing something, let's figure out how to do it. Let's figure out how to love people and work with people through stuff. We'll all make mistakes, but will we run after Jesus? Will we let Him? Can we imitate Jesus? Can we replicate who He is in our life? This is why I can now understand. I think it's Matthew eleven eleven. I might be wrong, but it says, "Even greater things you will do." If why? Because we're there to imitate the glory of God. We're to imitate how, what would Jesus do in the situation. Someone's getting bullied at school. Well, what would Jesus do? Oh, well, let's read the story of the Good Samaritan. He would take time. He would go along. He would help them out. He would say, come and have lunch with me. He would welcome them into their lives. We, in the Bible, there will always be an answer for how we should respond as a disciple. It makes a follower of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.